Welcome to the Fantasy Fair, the most magical podcast on Earth. Welcome to a segment called Once Upon a Retrospect, where we take a look at all our favorite Disney movies. Today's movie, we are going to be looking back at Atlantis Lost Empire, which I uh, didn't do so well in the box office, but uh, since then, I, since its rocky start, uh, it's become a cult classic amongst the, amongst the Disney community. Uh, a lot of a lot of celebrities are in the um, are in there, primarily uh, Michael J. Fox, as uh, as our lovely uh, protagonist, and then Milo. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to that. First of all, I want to talk to uh, Alexis Soto. Because I'm the last uh, person you should talk to. I just saw this movie literally yesterday. No, okay, but here's the thing though. You saw this movie recently for the first time, and I want to get your early uh, impression, your uh, impressions on it. I uh, I liked it. Okay, go on. I liked it a lot. Oh my god. (laughs) Can, can you can you uh, please elaborate on what you liked about it? I really liked the whole uh, animation style. I liked the designs. Um, I liked the look of the city of Atlantis, the mythology of their history, uh, their advanced civilization. I liked the yeah that kind of sci-fi element to it. Um, I liked uh, the architecture, the way. Um, it all just like came together and looked the design of the submarine, the Leviathan, the uh, the CG animation. Uh, I thought it honestly, this movie must have had a lot of money thrown at it to make it look the way that it did. But I think it actually kind of holds up. From when, when was this? Two thousand one? It was uh, released June. Uh, it was released June fifteenth, two thousand one. Yeah. Wow. First yeah. Grade. Wow. Damn, that's two thousand one. And uh, and you mentioned budget. The budget of this film was uh, around ninety to one hundred and twenty million. Yeah, it was a big budget. You can really tell. Um, How, however, it, it, it it's very disheartening because the box office was one hundred and eighty six point well, one million dollars. We'll, we'll get to that when we talk about how it did financially. But like right now. Um, overall, I, I liked the movie and I liked the journey. I generally find Milo to be likable as well as Kida and um, a lot of the side characters were fun as well. Um, mm-hmm. This is about the movie you would get from Disney in the 2000s. Uh, obviously experimental and obviously they were trying to appeal to um, a wider audience. And at the end of the day, I, I think it is a good movie. Um, but... There is, I think, something missing that doesn't entirely... Like, this movie doesn't really scream Disney, you know? And there are movies that really do... And I I get that that was the point. And this is a likable movie. It has likable characters, and it is a good story. But at the end of the day, there is just something there that is lacking. That I kind of thought that was missing. Kind of like a Thor Ragnarok effect for Peter, if if I want to compare it to that. But I did like it. it is a vastly different film because uh, number one, there is no music, uh, and that is a very uh, huge mm-hmm. uh, a step away from the traditional uh, 
what we would know as like traditional Disney. And uh, even though it was directed by uh, some, uh, two people who did do uh, uh, previous Disney musicals, uh, this is a very uh, huge step away from all that. Yeah, if I'm if I uh, am reading it correctly, they directed what Beauty and the Beast and Hunchback. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it, it Gary Trasdale and uh, Kirk Wise, uh, they did an amazing job at. Uh, finding uh, finding a way to put this because I I would imagine that uh, looking at it from a uh, uh, written form uh, it would be a very difficult film to uh, tackle because of all the elements that is going on there I mean you have like elements of like spirituality you had a uh, 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 morality in there tossed in there so there's so many themes. Uh, that it could have easily turned into mm-hmm. a mess, but this was actually a solidly. I have to good say, I film. think it, this would be a bigger movie on me if I saw this back when I when this was released. I never saw it when it was released, but I, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it would have been one of those movies that stuck with me. The fact is, I've seen so many movies like this with the exact same kind of like twists and like and stories and everything and characters. So it's like, it's hardly anything new for me that I haven't already seen before. There are elements of what, like Avatar or Pocahontas in there. Like, okay. Yeah. That's this exactly is, how this is kind of like Avatar before Avatar was Avatar. <laughs> if that makes no, any sense. No, it doesn't. But, um, you can just use the Pocahontas, uh, comparison to it too. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I, I, we have two other people on here, and did you uh, not introduce I wanna, them? I have not introduced them. What the uh, hell is wrong with shame, you? Shame on me! Oh my god! Uh, anyway, anyway, we have we have Moreno and Nettie on board as well. So, oh my uh, god! Uh, first of all, what the uh, hell? Moreno, tell me. What are your thoughts on Avatar? I mean, not Avatar, oh shit. <laughs> Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Um, oh, shit. I mean, okay. honestly, it's a good comparison. Uh, I feel the same way I do as I feel about Avatar, like the blue people Avatar. Um, yeah. It's a good story, and like you said, the animation is really good, but it's it's like it's kind of like whatever to me. I never, like, maybe when I was younger, I maybe only saw it, like, once, and then I didn't see it again until, like, it came out on Netflix, and then that's probably it. <laughs> so you don't have, like, a, a, a huge attachment to this film? No. It's no Black Cauldron. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I did have an attachment to it. When I was little, oh. I did get to go see it and all that BS, and then I really liked it because I think for me more so it was because I could kind of relate to the character because she was dark and she was more independent. She didn't, like, Milo is not the one that kind of swooped in to try and save her at first. It was more like Kita, you know what I mean? That yeah. whole thing. I know. I know. Early for my time. <laughs> Early feminism. But anyways, <laughs> um... Yeah, and I even when I was little, like I got somebody gave it to me. They gave me her light up crystal, oh. 
And then, like, oh. yeah, like, when I was little, and I was like, oh, like, I felt so, like, I felt like Hita. <laughs> so, I don't know, that gave me, I was, like, my favorite thing. I would wear it all the time. I don't know what happened to it, <laughs> but I would wear it all the time, and then, yeah, she just kind of became, I know she's not really, like, a princess, but she was kind of, like, my well, favorite. it's she an interesting thing, because of all of the characters and movies of, you know, Disney's history, Kita or Princess Kita is one of those characters that Disney fan bases demand Disney to acknowledge as an actual Disney princess. Like that She is a princess. Well she is, but she's not in the official Disney princess lineup. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I meant. Yeah. she's not like an official official, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That that whole thing. And I like the the way it is because everybody that was represented, like they had their unique character, like Roxy or whatever. I think it's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, isn't it sorry with an A? And Andrea? I just Oh, Andrea? It. I think it was Something Andrea. like that. What character? Yeah, like the, the uh, Mexican... The, the tough oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. Like, Audrey. 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 Oh. Roxy. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Ro- um, Audrey, yeah. Her and then the doctor who likes to cook and hmm. like they all have their, the guy that likes explosives, the mole. The like. doctor, he's like half um, like Native American. Yes, half mm-hmm. Native American. It was yeah. actually a diverse he, movie for that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. It was, uh, his name was uh, Dr. Joshua Strongbear and he <laughs> was a, he was from, uh, he had a bit of african-american in him and uh native american as well the, i thought that was cool <laughs> no yeah and then you had a italian in there named Vinny, and uh the list goes on mm-hmm. I, I like i kind of even though i'm not very like well i guess i don't know i liked the spiritual element even back then but not because it was like oh like god it was more like the people, yeah, the surroundings, like, like them, and then the nature, like the water yes. thing, like I, mm-hmm. like Atlantis. Yes. I mean, you know honestly, I mean? yeah, like, it's, it's I, so beautiful that city. Even even though it's unrelated, when SeaWorld came out with Atlantis, I thought <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited and stuff. Completely unrelated, but like anything that had to do Be with careful, it, like Disney around that time, it was just whatever. Mm. Uh, everything like around that time, I was just like. Like about all of it, like mermaids and water, everything, and then Atlantis, like everything. It was a fascination I just liked for you. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, the animation is is honestly beautiful, and in some instances, it's actually very breathtaking. Like that whole sequence with the Le- the Leviathan and the submarine was actually directed and mm-hmm. shot very well. But then also, like I said, the city of Atlantis just looks it, it, it's gorgeous. It really is, especially the whole. Yes. I mean, I think obviously the, one of the takeaway scenes in the movie is when Kida is being absorbed by the power of the of the stone, mm-hmm. right? And then she's like transforming. And she's right, being taken right. up, yeah. I love how very like steampunk it is. What? And that was a that's a very unique kind of look that it has. Wait, what's steampunk about it? I uh, like the technology that they use. Um, it, it 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 mixes like the the time right. period. Uh, that they have, and also it like it, it uses very uh, everything is a little bit more mechanical than it was. They uh, are at in that, that time. time period, though. Yeah, but you get what I mean, right? No, Not really. No, really? it's, it's, I don't think it's really steampunk. I think it's just Wait, what? What? Because they don't use like advanced what is steampunk? Stuff, the, like, what technology? The uh, Atlantis uh, technology or the or. Are you talking about them, like on their ship? They, the ship, their submarine. Is that what you're talking about? 
Yes. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. The people, the other people. Okay. Um, because the gears and all. I that actually stuff. will say That's I do mean. wish, even though I I think most of the movie were there. I I kind of wish we had more scenes on Atlantis. It kind of thought that maybe we had like a limited view of mm-hmm. the city, and I kind of wanted more of that than what we got. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And like I, I really like I mean the whole opening of the movie like uh, the uh, the past Atlantis and that whole civilization I mean that could have been a movie by itself. Um, so I mean there's a really interesting a lot of interesting things that are at play here, but there's always this sense of maybe they're not using it to the best of their ability, you know? I don't know. But what what does what what uh, works here really does work here like all of the side characters are actually kind of interesting and kind of funny. Uh, along the way, I think one of the ones that always cracked me up was um, what's it called, Mrs. Packard? Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. Because she... she's you. My mine was when they all decide to stay with Milo on the mm-hmm. in the city, and she's like looking at them, and she's smoking, or I think she's smoking, or she's doing something, and then she just. Drops the whatever she's holding and goes, "We're gonna die," <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> um, did you guys know? Uh, I'm gonna give you guys the first fact that uh, the submarine voyage ride at Disneyland uh, was supposed to be. Yeah, I think it was. Suppo- everybody already knows this because I said it so many times. It was supposed to be at Atlantis, the Lost Empire theme, but it didn't uh, come to fruition because it what did so poorly at the box office. So that idea was scrapped, and uh, instead, nowadays, we get the Finding Nemo submarine voyage. Isn't that a cool fact, guys? Um, it's kind of hard to see how that would have worked, though. Like, how... Were they going to make the submarine? Because, like, Tony Baxter was saying that they were going to take the scene where the Leviathan is chasing the submarine, right? Well, yeah. how are they going to... I feel how- like it might have been, like, a like a Peter Pan type of thing, but obviously, like, underwater. Yeah, but you it's, like... Over it. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard. How, how are you going to stretch that to, like, 20 minutes? Because the ride is 20 minutes. How can you stretch that to 20 minutes? And then also, how are you going to have the exact same effect of... Like the submarine being attacked and shaken and everything, it, it just seems to me so that, scary. Yeah, it, with it, hydraulics, maybe, it, but I don't Disney think it would do it. They they do shit. Well, they, yeah, they, they could have. <laughs> they could have Disney. Yeah, they do have. shit. <laughs> but it's like they would have to. I would think mess with the current infrastructure there, right? Because like Nemo was pretty much just what was there before, and they were able to use it. But like with hmm. that kind of technique, I, I'm just concerned. Maybe they would have probably just you know, maybe had to tore it down and begin the whole thing over. But as soon as the movie came out and it didn't do that great at the box office, it was like, of course, that would get canceled because that, that's how Disney is. But why do you guys think it didn't do that well at the box office? What happened? I think it was I think it's because it wasn't like traditional Disney and it was such a like risky kind of thing. Mm. But neither was Lilo and Stitch. But, and then neither was Tarzan. Lilo and Stitch and Tarzan. Uh, well, Tarzan did have songs, just but it wasn't like a musical. But even yeah. well, so did even, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I think I think it's because the animation style. That's probably, what I was going to say. Because yeah. it was because it was different. so uh, so starkly different 
than uh, what Disney has done prior. It that, didn't look uh, Disney. That's what it was. I think I would. I I was actually kind of surprised. I remember looking at it. That does not look like a Disney movie, and it had like the Disney name all over it. So that's kind the of the guy who did the artwork was a comic is a comic book artist, right? Yeah, Mike oh, Manola. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's. I mean, we should give him credit for trying something different, but maybe that that it just played into. Well, that, that's the reason he was hired, though. Yes. So yes. it could look different. It's it, it's weird though. It's like, okay, so this came out the same year as Lilo and Stitch, right? And that thing did great, right? I mean, and Lilo and Stitch has such different art, like mm-hmm. um, completely different. Yeah. So I I honestly don't know. Yeah, because this one, because I. Uh, Lilo and Stitch was primarily like watercolored base versus this one was more CGI base. I think it was probably just the overall look of it, the feel. Because whenever I bring it up to somebody, a lot of the times they don't even know what I'm talking about. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, Treasure Planet? You, you're talking about, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no. Atlantis. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might have to do with the style of it. They and don't, they don't the better... know that it's like a Disney or anything. Yeah. The music, I love the music. Like the score. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great score by James Howard Newton. Also, I mean to to uh, make a note of this, Lilo and Stitch was a relatively cheap movie to make, right? Because it was one they were using a lot of watercolors, kind of like what, what, what how they made what Dumbo. They did with Dumbo. But like and but Atlantis I, had CG, like CGI in it. Like that that's a lot of money for an animated movie. I think uh, I could be I could be completely wrong Which on you usually this, are. but I. I think thank you for that. I uh, it is I uh, I think because of the how expensive this movie was, I think that they Lilo and Stitch had to go that route because of the repercussions of what this movie uh, uh, did. That that Lilo and Stitch had to be uh, simplified and made this way. You know, I I think if I'm reading this correctly, um a. I think a big reason why, now that I'm looking at the the history here, I think it was released around the exact same time as Shrek. <laughs> well, Shrek is love and Shrek is life. Um, and like everybody knows Shrek, and like when yeah. when that was released, that was like a phenomenon. But pretty much, like that that thing was all over the place. So like, I guess it, it was just one of it, it's. It's one of those things where it's opening yeah, against. That's the, when they go to Disneyland with their shirts on. Sorry. We're talking about how people think Shrek is Disney. What? Who thinks yeah. that? A lot of people. Yeah. The same way they thought Minions people. and everything I, else. When I worked at the Disney store, there was a lot of people who would come in looking for Minion stuff. I was like, um, uh, wrong? wrong. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> they asked for what? Minions. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> seriously. Now, I'm gonna ask you guys a very pressing question. Did you guys watch Atlantis, Milo's Return? No, uh, but I, I saw that it was like next to it when I was watching it earlier. And I was like, oh, I don't think I ever saw it. Well, it's not really a movie. Um, it's, it's, well, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But, I mean, Atlantis kind of had this whole thing where, like... So, Atlantis opened in, what, June or something? Yeah, it opened in... And uh, Shrek was in April, but Shrek was such a big hit that it it kind of extended. It kind of had this thing where Hunchback opened against Titanic. 
Um, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> Poor Hunchback. <Yeah. laughs> and that kind of uh, backfired on, on Disney. So it's like, you know, and that's kind of a common theme that we see with Disney is that when they have films that are not so successful, they kind of just pretend they don't exist in the first place. And yeah, and that, and that sucks because Atlantis uh, deserves all the all the credit, you know. Well, I mean, it's a. Uh, well, you, you so just, let me ask you, Kylie. What about this movie? Do you like that much about it? Um, I love the whole adventure aspect, and I love how it uh, it really harkens back to like old uh, Hollywood movies. I mean, uh, it is very much like a serial. Uh, Film much much akin to like what Star Wars is, and uh, you could definitely see uh, some uh, some old movies tossed in there. Like you see a little bit of a uh, uh, the Treasure of the Sierra Madre uh, with uh, with uh, Humphrey Bogart, and you have a bunch of other different uh, uh, things that. Uh, and it's a it's just a big old love letter to like uh, to like uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And uh, and all these different influences, and uh, the artistic uh, like some of the stuff is breathtaking. Like when uh, there's a shot where you see uh, the entire landscape of Atlantis, and that right there is just gorgeous to look at. Just the colors, the blues, the greens, the way that they all blend together, and it's just a really artistic, uh, aesthetically pleasing movie uh, to look at. And that right there is what uh, really draws me to this film. And uh, and I think that it is very unique, and it deserves mm-hmm. to stand out amongst all of the Disney animated movies because uh, Walt Disney has a say, and it's uh, uh, to keep moving forward. You know, keep pushing push new ideas. I was and watching this that is, movie today. <laughs> and this is uh, oh, Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, uh, for, probably for n- not the not the right reasons, uh, because it's so over the top. So but we'll get fun. to that. We'll get to that uh, later. Skewer but but uh, I think that this is a uh, this is definitely a good uh, film. I think it definitely stands out from all the other Disney movies. But going back to what I was saying. Disney has the Walt had this saying called "Keep moving forward," and this was a big move uh, forward. Uh, and for what well, was it? it really though? Wait, wait, was it though? Though I mean, it was a big move because, forward. How this thing crashed and burned? Because it and- was because it was risky. It was risky, and and that was a uh, and you know it had cojones, you know, to do uh, a film like this, uh, something out of the norm, something out of Disney's comfort zone. And this, uh, and it, it's probably why I love Hunchback of Notre Dame so much because they the themes were com- insane. Yeah, it did. Mm. There was so much stuff contextually <laughs> that Disney would not do uh, elsewhere, and how they took that risk, and that in itself is amazing. And I, I really love risky Disney. And that's uh, the thing, though. I think that's it, that is a lie. Excuse me. Wait, what happened? What? You didn't like Black, Black Cauldron. Well, that's the thing, though. That's what? a bad movie. But anyway, uh, going forward... Okay, that's kind uh, of a dick thing to say. I mean, no. honestly, Kyle, that just shows how much Peter Martinez has rubbed off on you. Um, and I think we're all in agreement on that. I would, <laughs> I, 
I would just say um, that, you know, yes, Risky Disney, obviously, I think we all like Risky Disney for different reasons. Um, it, it's always nice to see them go for things. But I think Atlantis is definitely one of the primary reasons why Disney doesn't do risks that much anymore when it comes to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you notice the pattern when it comes to movies they've tried, like to go really out there, like Atlantis or Dinosaur, Meet the Robinsons, or the live-action things like Tomorrowland or John Carter or even Tron, every single fucking time they try to do something new, it, it, it costs them money. It, yeah. it, it's not to it's not to the point where it does it doesn't even do well it underperforms and then the company is literally they lost money on the production of that movie and so like why does that happen almost every single time like and then that that's why we're getting things like a lot like the complete remakes of uh, Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and because those things make fucking money Beauty and the Beast the live action movie this year is, is still the number one grossing movie worldwide of 2017 that's disgusting <laughs> that kind of irks me <laughs> sorry it's the truth and I, I, it's partly because Disney has recognized that maybe their fans just don't want risks anymore because no. they, don't, they don't show up to the risks they just show up to the, to the things they've already seen done all over again and I it's think that there's that's a, that's a reasonable art, like discussion to have is why is it that whenever Disney tries to do new things, it always ends up backfiring on them? And I think Atlantis, even though it's a good movie and it probably should have done a lot better than it did, if you look at the 2000s as a decade, probably one of the worst decades Disney has ever had. When you can only say that maybe between the years 2000 and 2009, the only two movies that really like were hits critically and financially were Lilo and Stitch and The Princess and the Frog. So, yeah. I, I, Nettie, uh, I want you to go with this and see what you think about this and like if you have, have any thoughts about it. Did she say something? What happened? No, nothing. Mm-hmm. You have no response? Wait, what did you say? I asked you, uh, what did you think of, uh, of uh, the, um, the debate that I'm proposing, and where do you lie on it? What debate? What? what? On uh, the reason why uh, Disney doesn't take uh, as many risks now. Mm. Oh, I thought you guys already determined that. I know. No, I thought, okay. I thought I'm asking like... what you, you guys agree, disagree, you have your own oh, thoughts yeah, about it. Oh, yeah, I agree. It. I mean, yeah. Like you said, though, the they were also around the time where other movies that were doing better like kind of overshadowed them like also, pixar but i mean that was the decade of pixar disney was doing nothing that entire decade <laughs> literally like that decade was com- the only reason the academy awards have an animated feature category is because pixar's movies were consistently among the best movies of the year like that that's how amazing it is and that's why they end- ended up buying pixar at the end i'm looking at the reviews this movie was destroyed by critics. Like, I, it has a 49% on the infamous Rotten Tomatoes. I hate Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> They're stupid. They're wrong. They don't count. They are wrong. Well, it, that's, among, that's, a, that's among critics, but also among users. Like, the general audience, only 52% liked it. This was an, a very uh, loved movie when it was released. And so I think I'll ask Nettie if this is because you're a fan from the very beginning. What do you think about this movie has like appeal to such a so much of a cult following? Because this movie is getting a bigger following every year. 
I say now, it's because people from more like our generation are like, I feel like it's mostly them because I see a lot of cosplayers and stuff that have been doing like Milo and Kida and stuff. Um, I would say because we're more open-minded and we're more like, oh, interested in all the things that aren't as popular. I feel like that's why we're kind of making it a, a cult following because a lot of things that are normally different, I guess, now, it I would say it's by more like the younger generations and us and stuff. I would say like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's for all movies. More independent movies is us, not, like, older people. I, at least from my experience in, like, talking to people. Like, that's normally what it is. On Twitter, you can see it all the time. Like, people that are recommending things that are different. It's younger people. So, maybe that's why it's becoming more of a cult following now. Because um, it's cool to like different things. Now. Yes, it is cool to like th- And that's yeah. a great thing. Do you think if this movie was released today, it would do better? I don't know because I feel like it. I feel like with how diverse it was, especially now, I feel like it would be better. Like this movie, I would love to see, uh, like, it transition into like something like live action and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Especially with like the cinematography and choices that it it was. That would made. be a fucking expensive movie. I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> it definitely would. Literally, um, <laughs> true money. <laughs> True money, yeah. I I have to say though, it would be interesting because the revival era of Disney that we're seeing today, you know, it's kind of a mixture of two things. It's a mixture of what Disney has always done and really perfecting that formula, but they've also done new things. So, like when I was talking about in the revival era, you have movies like uh, the Princess and the Frog, Tangled and Frozen that are very and Moana that are like in that, you know, traditional uh, Disney princess musical movie. But then they've also done new things that are working a lot better than, than, than they were in the 2000s, like Big Hero 6, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, and Zootopia. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in that line, I think Atlantis would be very successful if they did it right. Because I, I, I actually think it would be a lot better probably if, if, it, were, if it were made today. I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, John Lasseter, because he is the chief creative officer at Disney Animation, I'm pretty sure that it probably would be a better made film. Probably, my, my biggest issue is that maybe it's, it's, the, it's a story that I've seen so many times. And so maybe they would have done something interesting or newer like with it. The, like the villain reveal, you know oh immediately who's going to be the villain. It's pretty much, like, it's it's a repeat from, what's that villain from Tarzan? Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, it's pretty much Clayton. Or, it's, yeah, it... Like people talk about Marvel villains and how like bad they are. On honestly, Disney villains haven't been that great lately either. <laughs> even in the even in the revival. Hans area. is pretty good. Ha, come I like on. Hans. I like what Hans. The, what is he? He's just some kind of Mother Gothel is really good. What are you talking okay, about? Her, she was good. He t- she was good. He, no, wait, listen, shut up. Alexis, she, Alexis excuse Soto me, excuse has me, a, excuse has me. A Fake thing. news. Wrong. Wrong. She was a good villain. Hans was not. I, Hans was. I thought Hans was really good. What is and also, um, what's what's his name? Um, the Duke of Wisdom. Doctor Facilier. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Doctor Facilier really is an amazing. Villain. Um, no, no, no. The crab from Moana. Um, Sh- oh, uh, Tamatoa. Yeah. Oh that, that that's a fucking <laughs> joke. That is just a fucking he joke. He was good. Oh my god. He although he was only there for like six minutes, and that was so, it. He was sassy. 
god. He was sad. Well, I think it's because it had a lot to do with Jeremy Clement. I love him. <laughs> and he added all that stuff. Oh, me too. I, I'm a huge... Uh, he's a... Uh, that was amazing. But uh, the Disney villain uh, uh, is uh, becoming like kind of a, almost a dying art. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, I think you can you can point that all the way back to 2000. Uh, this villain wasn't very good in this movie. It was it was pretty much what we've already seen before. It was I mean, who didn't see? Yeah, that? destroy destroy a culture for money. That that was the, that's the cliche of the Disney villain of We're the time. We're living it. Oh my god! Wait, what did she say? <laughs> Where she said we're living it. Living, living what? Uh, the Disney villain a cliche for money. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, Maybe but, that's why he doesn't like it. It's too close to home. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch had a lot of good villains. Though. They had a really interesting like designs and like like there was what uh, Captain Gantu and uh, Gantu was uh, cool. Doctor Hamster Wheel or Veal. Or I whatever like Doctor Doctor mm. Hamster. Okay, he would say his name. <laughs> Doctor Hamster Wheel. Hamster Wheel. Yeah, so I think they were like, I mean, that had a lot of things going for it, especially the villain. So it's a he's give not, and take. He's not a villain. The villain from Rick and Ralph was good. Who was the villain from Rick and Ralph? Oh, yes. King the, uh, Candy. King yeah, Candy. he was good. Yeah, King Candy. Also, uh, he would also go by another name, but uh, for those who have not seen Wreck It Ralph, uh, that would be a spoiler. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't seen Wreck It Ralph? A lot of people haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph is a great fucking movie. I'm sorry, you're like, it's one of the best. <laughs> what the hell? I, I don't get that. It's okay. You can't, you know, like you, you have not seen Atlantis. Well, what are, what are the things. Well, Wreck It Ralph is better. Um, one of the, the interesting movies we should probably discuss in a future one is Big Hero 6. I think we have, like, a, a bit of a. And maybe, maybe even Tangled, because. A lot of these movies were kind of mixed on. I would love to discuss Tangled with you guys. Um, anything else, Nettie, about La- La- The Lost Empire that you want to we'll say? Get to all, we'll, get, we'll eventually get to all these movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, why me? Why me? Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you see Milo's Return? So that, that, uh, that concludes our... No, I'm kidding. Milo's Return? Uh, I did, but I don't remember it, so that tells you a lot. <laughs> I never saw it, uh, Kyle. It, fe- it it honestly feels like an unaired pilot for a Atlantis TV series Which on Disney Channel. would have been interesting, though, an Atlantis TV series, if it actually, you know... They were planning... They were, they I were think planning. it's kind of unnecessary. I feel like But it's, here's the thing. I don't know. It, yeah, it's kind of because like, there's not really much to go off of it. I feel like it's it would be kind of like the Tarzan, um, TV series. And then the going from like gorgeous animation to like uh, to a cheaper budget. It's a TV show. I mean, that's the thing that it was back uh, then. But what else? Yeah, what, <laughs> what else is getting a TV show? I forgot. Um. Well, I know I mean, Tangle has a TV series right now, and so does Big Hero Six. They're gonna have TV shows on the uh, on the Disney Channel. So I don't know. <laughs> I love the way you call it on the Disney Channel. 
I don't know. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it just sounded Half funny. The, the things Disney I have channel. no idea why they make you laugh. Uh, um, believe me, me neither do I. Uh, do you guys, yeah, do you guys so, uh, like Milo, and or did you? Or as a I like Milo. Yeah, I thought he was cool because he's like a normal dude, and like he he stays a normal dude throughout the entire thing, except when he gets like a little shot of bravery. But he has bravery because he chose to go on the adventure in the first place. So and, I mean, and it's the cool. component of uh, his grandfather was really, that's what the emotional core of the movie. The, yeah, I think the like the part that I liked like with his character the most was in the beginning when he when uh the people at the museum are like laughing at him and he told him like i'm gonna quit if you like don't take me seriously basically yeah i thought that was cool i like the fact that uh when you see his mannerisms like the way that he moves his arms and all that they actually personally took that from michael j fox when they were recording him because he shook uh, all the time yeah <laughs> Sorry. What the okay. hell? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> wait, 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 say it again? What was nothing. shook? No, nothing. Because I was explaining to Nettie that, uh, that, uh, they, they, per, they, yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, no, but they felt, they filmed Michael J. Fox, uh, oh my God. actually recording his dialogue. <laughs> and they took his mannerisms, his quirky mannerisms, and they oh put God. that in Milo. They animated Milo that way. You guys are awful. Oh my God. He makes fun of it too. It's okay. You guys, you guys are awful. Oh no. Okay. I think that I think that's a good time to quit the, this uh, Wait, episode. Also, also, the part where he starts crying because he's like, "Oh, my grandpa should have been here." Blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh. That's that's an emotional part too, but uh, I guess it's lost on deaf ears uh, right now. So, uh, guys, this is uh, once upon a retrospect. Check out everything else. Did he really have Parkinson's back then? Did he really have that? It guys, it started getting uh, bad in two. Guys, it started getting bad in two thousand four. Get a grip. Anyway, this is Once Upon a Retrospect. Check out everything else on podcast.com and iTunes. I have I have my very rude uh, co-host with me. Hashtag and, uh, decom- check out check out uh, Red Spotlight Entertainment decom- on podcasts and iTunes.com. Hashtag decom- Anyway, uh, have a magical day, everyone. Wait a minute. Why did she say shook? How did I, how did that even oh, come up in the conversation? God. Stop the podcast. Seriously, how did it stop come up? Stop the recording. Oh stop, oh, stop it. Um